Well, today's topic is again for coaches, and I'm on with Tony Overstake. Tony, you wrestled with or University of Oregon, and then later you were a coach there. And we're talking about how coaches motivate. What did you learn? Yeah. So through my my ten years of being a college athlete and coaching, and now actually working as the the chaplain, I probably see this more clearly um, than anything. The there are several ways or avenues that coach will, coaches will use to motivate their athletes through fear, through just kind of being results-driven, dangling the carrot out there. But the thing that I learned in my time as a coach and athlete is that far and away the most powerful, powerful motivator that we can utilize is love. And I know it sounds strange, but um, for me, this actually became the most true when I was wrestling. And my so- after my sophomore season, I came to a point, and it was a very up-and-down season, um, ended, up, ended up qualifying for nationals and had surgery right before the national tournament. and didn't, Things just didn't quite end out the way that I wanted. And I finished the year and just realized that I was exhausted and that I had lost so much passion and drive for the sport that had always been kind of what had made me successful is that I was passionate about the sport. I made a commitment that coming back my junior year that I was gonna that I was gonna be much more focused on the 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 process of wrestling and going out and doing what I loved and competing hard and pushing my opponents to the absolute limit and doing the things that had made me passionate about sport and just learning to to let go of everything that applied all that all that pressure on the success that I had to have I had my goal set out and I had to achieve this this and that this year. I realized that it had just been what had sucked my love for the sport and left me exhausted. Yeah, you talk a lot about the difference between process and results. Why Explain that a little bit and why that's such a trap yeah. for coaches and athletes to fall into. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a trap because results are measurable, right? We can measure how many games we win. We can measure uh, what place we take in a national tournament, whatever it may be. Those things are measurable. And that's the, those are the things the fans want to see too, right? The results. So we get caught in that trap of motivating through results. But at the end of the day, they're not sustainable. And at the end of the day, just because they're easily measurable doesn't mean that they're actually the best way to motivate our athletes. I think when we, are, when we motivate our athletes, we help our athletes fall in love with the process. We help our athletes fall in love with the sport for the sport and fall in love with working hard and then going out and competing hard and getting after it and laying it all on the line. And these are the, this is what we preach to our team. What we find is the results take care of themselves is that when we remove that pressure and we, we actually, we build in freedom, freedom to go out and just compete. Um, we find the results actually take care of themselves because Athletes aren't so focused on that carrot, on winning this or that or whatever else it may be of putting all that pressure on themselves, but they just go out and they compete, and they compete way better. But I would imagine the reality is coaches feel that pressure themselves. Coaches um, have fear of failure. Coaches, Coaches are driven by results. So how do you change the coach's perspective and mentality and approach to coaching when it's the only thing they've ever known. Yeah, that's hard. 
That's hard. Yeah, and I think you're exactly right, especially with what I see here at the college level. Um, there's a lot of money involved with Division One athletics now. Uh, so that pressure ends up on coaches who then pass it down to, to athletes. And athletes feel that pressure that they have to perform because there's a lot riding on it. So you're exactly right. It, it's difficult. It, and, and we're also told from the time you're a little kid to all the way up through professional athletes is that the win is everything, right? That's, that's what we see. The win is everything. The, the results are everything. So it takes a special coach. It takes a, a coach that really gets that there is a deeper and more meaningful reason for sport in general and understands that he or she is going to get way more out of their athletes when they change that perspective. And that doesn't mean that we never pay attention to the scoreboard, and it doesn't mean that we'll ever completely be totally process-driven. The, the, I think the results have a have a place and that we use them and we can celebrate them and we can use them to motivate us in some senses. But it takes a really special coach to step out of that drivenness to be results-driven and focus on the process. So what practical advice would you give to a coach who's listening to this, maybe doing this with a mentor, and says, I want to be that coach. I recognize I'm not. I want to be that coach. What practical step can that coach take to start moving in that better direction? Yeah, I think, I think there's a couple things. Um, and it all comes down to culture. And it's creating that culture of, I would say, freedom. That when, we, when we're day by day, the things that we say over and over and over again that we, if you, if you will, preach to our team becomes the culture of our team. That when we're giving our, our pregame speeches or we're talking to our team after practice or whatever it may be, that those words that are coming out of our mouth become the culture of our team if we're, if we're doing a good job and have the right people in our team. So I think it is just really like first getting yourself to believe it. You know, whether it's doing the research to see how it affects performance or, you know, whatever it may to get yourself to believe it so that that becomes the words that you are, that are using, you're using when you are talking to your team, when you're addressing your team. It's building in that freedom, building in that, that, that passion, that drive to, to pursue excellence and to compete out of excellence and to build day by day begin to build day by day that culture. And then the second thing I would say is just showing your athletes that they care, that you care. And especially in male sports and especially at the college level, there's this kind of mindset that, that we don't talk about love. We don't talk, you know, if, if you're, you're a good coach that you don't talk about, you're not vulnerable in that sense. But I would say with the athletes this day and age, that when you can show them that you care and, and take it even farther that you love them and you have that vulnerability to them and you actually use those words, it's super unique. There's no, there's, there's not a lot of coaches out there doing it that are willing to be vulnerable in that sense. But you will earn their trust. You will build freedom into your program. And those athletes are going to feel a freedom to go out and compete hard for you. They're going to trust you and they're going to care about you and they're going to go out and compete hard for you. And you're going to get the results that you're looking for. 